Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hour three of Clay and Buck is right now. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for being here with us on this Friday, March 3rd. I cannot believe we're going to be in the midst of uh, springtime here soon, especially considering some of the weather. We, we mentioned this in the last hour, but did you see the, some of the snow in California, oh, yeah. I've never, I can't remember ever seeing, at least in Los Angeles, heavy snow and uh, snow at the Hollywood sign and other places uh, out west have gotten hit with snow. You don't usually see it, but um, down here in Florida, I don't know, we're just, it's 75 degrees, it's 70 degrees, you know, there's some variation here too, <laughs> a little different, a little, di- a little bit How different How do you think situation. you're going to handle when it's like 90 degrees every day because you're i get it you can talk trash right now yep you've been down there for january february march that is by far the best time to be in south florida certainly relative to the rest of the country on july 28th when it has been 90 degrees for like you know august 28th whatever it is how do you think your tender skin which we have established you came back from the south pacific without the least bit of a tan how do you think you're going to handle this I'll send you a postcard from the coast of Maine is how I'll probably <laughs> handle it. That's, That's my what Tucker plan, does, right? You just, uh, Tucker Carlson, like you get set up, you can just bounce back and forth between Florida and Maine, living the best life. It's always perfect weather. It's a good way to do it. Uh, it turns out New Hampshire actually has some coastline. Doesn't get a lot of talk. New Hampshire's got coastline. Obviously, Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts got some lovely coasts, Long Island out of New York. So there's some places you can get a little bit, a little bit cooler weather with still that, that ocean. That ocean vibe. So that's something to think about. All right, let's let's dive into the uh, a couple of things. First of all, uh, the the big story today that we did in the in the at the top of the show. I just want to return to it for a moment here because Karine Jean Pierre was asked about this, and it is that Biden is not going to veto the Republicans' veto of, or I should say, the passage of a Republican bill that would undo the D.C. Council's crime bill because the dc council uh district of columbia decided they were going to make penalties 
less stringent, less severe for some very serious crimes, even though D.C. is going through a very rough time with crime right now relative to where it was even three or four years ago. Here is Cree Jean-Pierre asked about this because some far-left Democrats are very upset about it. Play clip seven. So when it comes to what this proposal brings forth, which is, you know, really lowering penalties for carjacking, that's not going to, he doesn't believe that's going to keep our community safe. So the if the bill comes, uh, he's going to take action. If the bill comes, he's going to take action. Actually, there's a little more here, too. Um, he is going to sign this repeal, according to KJP, uh, KJP. Play eight. This is being presented to him on signing this into law. And if you look at what is being presented to him, the mayor actually disagreed with what the D.C. Council put forward. And so now this is an opportunity to protect the community. That's the way the president sees this, to protect the community. Joe Biden, this is this is where he is particularly useful to Democrats, because remember the the Biden signing of the crime bill. Republicans very, I think, unwisely attacked him a lot in 2020 on that one. The crime bill in the 90s was the thing that Biden is attached to from a legislative perspective that was good, actually. That made sense. Probably his single best decision ever was to sign on to the 1994 crime bill, which put in place processes which led to rapidly declining rates of violent crime all over the country because we put violent criminals behind bars and kept them there. That's something that Bill Clinton got right. That's something that the Republicans got right working together. But we talked about this in hour one, and I think it's always instructive and important I, I sometimes make fun of myself because I read the New York Times every day and I read the Washington Post every day. I think it's instructive and important to consider the arguments, not just of people that you agree with. I read the Wall Street Journal editorial page and it feels like every morning I'm like, man, they nailed it again, right? Like that's the place I would say where I go most frequently and see what I believe reflected, hopefully in an intelligent fashion. I think that newspaper is the best in the country in my always humble opinion. But what does Biden run on? He can't run on the border. He can't run on crime. This is about trying to take away the Republicans' ability to run on crime. He's probably not going to be able to run on Ukraine, Buck, because I think the idea that Ukraine, even by the time we get into next year's full-on political season, I don't think you or I believe that the Ukraine war against Russia is ending anytime soon. Uh, he can't run on inflation, and I've got another prediction for you if you want to flag this one. I think very soon the Biden administration is going to start to say, Buck, here's a prediction as we get into the campaign season in earnest. They're going to say, you know, 2% is just a, just a target for inflation. 3.5% inflation is still good. 4% inflation is still okay. They're going to move the target because I don't think they're going to be able to get inflation down back down to 2% by the time we get into the political campaign in earnest. So keep your ears attuned for this argument to begin in earnest of, well, you know, we were nine and now we're down to four and a half and that's really good. And there's not that much difference between three and a half and two or four and two. That's where they're headed on the economy. And you hit on it because I think if you're the Biden team, you have to hope that employment stays unemployment stays low. It's around 3.5% right now. And that most people don't recognize that their wage growth is being outpaced by inflation. And Biden tries to run in 24 buck by saying, 
I got us through COVID. We're back to normal in this country. Now let me finish the job. And the only way I think he argues to finish the job is by trying to hang on to the economy and just argue it's actually good, even if many of us out there feel like it's not. Because to me, the move on crime is just to take down the ability to attack him individually less on crime. Because he can say, look, I, I added more police officers. I gave the, uh, I kept DC from making awful decisions. And how much of crime is a federal issue as opposed to a mayor or state governor issue, I think is a really debatable and intriguing topic. Green Jean-Pierre, by the way, was also asked about, we discussed this yesterday on the show, um, Biden made this reference to Marjorie Taylor Greene accusing him of having blood on his hands uh, in, in reference to this mother who lost her two sons to opioid overdoses and biden was talking about uh, marjorie taylor green and he kind of he was making fun of her then he laughed about it and it just for a lot of people it just seemed like a really really tone deaf bizarre and and pretty nasty moment for for biden given the subject matter green jean-pierre of course saying oh it's all just being mischaracterized when it comes to this president, I believe the American people knows who he is fundamentally because he's been around for some time and they have watched him go through grief. They have watched him deal with really personal loss. He expressed sympathy for her last night and his heart goes out to any person who has to go through that type of trauma, that type of hurt. I will say his words are being mischaracterized by someone who is regularly discredited for things that she says that are really conspiracy theories and those lies are being parroted by a certain network can i just say clay that the biggest of the narratives that are constructs about joe biden you know he's up for the job there's a whole bunch of things but that he's a really really nice guy which is something that you'll see everybody in the dc press corps takes that as a given and even people that don't pay much attention to politics they say joe biden he's a decent he's an honest decent guy but aside that he lies all the time no, I mean, I think when, when he was, when he was basically cheering for people to get fired from their jobs for not taking the crappy worthless vaccine, for example, um, he's a nasty person. And the way that when he speaks about election, uh, election reform in a place like Georgia and refers to it as Jim Crow 2.0, I mean, I think he's a nasty individual. I, I don't think he's this nice guy. And I think that when this comes out, they have to run cover for him. I think you're right. And look, this is how they won. They convinced enough people in the Midwest that Joe Biden was an unthreatening grandfatherly figure. And enough people bought that idea. When you see him callously disregard a mother who has lost two children to drug uh, abuse and overdose, we said yesterday, how often have you seen Joe Biden reference Bo Biden's death and also talk about his son's addiction you would think that just based on that the idea that he would laugh at and he might say oh I was laughing at Marjorie Taylor Green but you listen to that audio maybe we'll play it for you when we come back we can grab it we played it yesterday to me it sounds like he is laughing at the accusation that is made by the mother that he is partly to blame and we talked about this yesterday, Buck, and I was reading in the Wall Street Journal this morning 
Bill Barr has got a fantastic piece about how to deal with drug cartels built right off of what we were talking about yesterday. And Barr, who is, by all intents and purposes, very smart man, essentially is saying, we have to go to war with these drug cartels. And he's specifically referencing everybody that we're losing to uh, to death from overdoses. And even Merrick Garland, earlier this week in his testimony, intimated that Mexico was intentionally doing this. And certainly there's been a connection to China in the past in terms of how drugs get here. I think this is going to turn the the border issue into one that becomes a top-level dis- discussion in 2024. And I'm increasingly of the belief that we're going to have to get supremely aggressive with these cartels because Mexico can't do it. Mexico is basically a kleptocracy. These cartels have taken over so much of the Mexican governmental infrastructure that we can't rely on them to be able to do anything. I mean, they let El Chapo, before we brought him here, Buck, tunnel his way out. Didn't he break out of prison like two or three different Twice. times? Twice, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a sign of how narco-corrupt uh, Mexico is. Pablo Escobar, famously, and for those who, yes, Narcos is a great show, but if you want to read the book, Mark Mark Bowden's uh, Killing Pablo book is a quick and riveting read. Uh, he also is the author of, Bla- of the Black Hawk Down book that the movie is based off of. Pablo Escobar was allowed by the Colombian government to build his own prison. To they, live in. He, he <laughs> built his own prison to live in. So it would be like, you're under house arrest, but we, we don't want to call it that. So build yourself a mansion, put a fence around it, hire your own guards, and that will be your prison. And he obviously conducted cartel business and even executions inside of the prison that he was operating. So to give you a sense of how corrupt it can get in these countries, because these guys have more power, more money and more influence than anybody in government or the entirety of the government. And that is what we are dealing with with Mexico right now. No Mexican. Who has more power, the head of the Sinaloa cartel or the Mexican president? The answer is the head of a Sinaloa cartel. That's where we are. I agree. Mike Lindell and his team at MyPillow have given millions and millions of Americans a better night's sleep. No surprise, they found a way to improve on their best-selling product with a 2.0 upgrade. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented and adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, but now with exclusive new fabric made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0, priced now at a great value. You can buy one, get one free for a limited time when you use our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. Uh, the MyPillow 2.0, 100% made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square to get this buy one, get one free offer on the MyPillow 2.0. You can enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 to get your MyPillow 2.0 today. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've been coming back to a lot of Morgan Wallen songs today after the big controversy yesterday of Buck not having ever heard of Morgan Wallen. And uh, a lot of you actually were on Buck's side here. Also, a lot of people said it's indefensible that the entire Clay and Buck apparatus, meaning producer Allie and the crew behind the scenes, also none of them had ever heard of Morgan Wallen. So that battle continues. We also have another battle that's continuing. Earlier this week, Buck, we praised The View. I know, shocking to me too. Dumbest show on television. Whoopi Goldberg was making sense. She came out and said, no, you can't edit books after authors die to try to make people feel more comfortable. I think Joy Behar came out and said, you know what? You shouldn't be confronting Marjorie Taylor Greene in restaurants. She has a right to be able to go out and eat. We said, my goodness, what's happening in the world? Cats and dogs, Clay and Buck and The View all conspiring. One great message of harmony. Unfortunately, the days are gone now. Whoopi Goldberg came out earlier and said, yeah, we do need to tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln. Listen. Well, that statue was not good enough because it showed a slave down at Lincoln's feet. And if we're tearing down statues uh, that are really not in tune with where we are as a nation, or at least where we were a couple of months ago, uh, yeah, you got to take it down. That's why they've removed stuff. That's why people are moving stuff around. I got a, I got a big question for you, Buck, uh, that ties into this. So I live on a battlefield basically Franklin, Tennessee. For those of you out there who are Civil War nerds like me, I live November 30th, 1864. Uh, I basically live on a battlefield, like right by this Battle of Franklin uh, here in Tennessee. And they had a big controversy because we have a Confederate memorial, as you would probably anticipate that we might because of the battlefield. And there's this big debate about tearing down statues, monuments, everything else. I actually think Franklin did something really good, Buck. They added a new statue of black soldiers who fought for the North and put it 
near the town square as well. And so the question that I would ask for everybody out there is, why don't we add more history instead of insisting that we tear parts of history down? This is important, actually. There is an impulse that exists on the left to build a new foundation of America all the time. They want to tear down, but they also want to build their new stuff, right? On the right, we tend to want to preserve because we like the foundation of America. We like this country. We know it's not perfect, but we don't think enough about how do we make our own stuff or new, you know, add yeah. new stuff to, to the country. Um, and just on, specifically on the statue Whoopi Goldberg was referencing there is a very famous statue because it was built with the donations of former slaves and was dedicated in 1876. Former slaves donated money for this statue to be created. And Frederick Douglass himself gave the keynote address dedicating this statue, unveiling this statue. Yes. And so, I mean, a bunch of leftists are going to tear it down now and destroy it. The statue dedicated by Frederick Douglass and paid for by freed slaves. Yes. That's, that's what the left wants. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. No, it 100% is. And the context in which the history is being told matters. But we keep talking about history as if there's only so many slices of pie that exist. And this is the history nerd in me, Buck, but I know for you too, there's always more you can learn about history. So why would we not be... It would change the conversation immediately if instead of trying to tear things down, we talked about adding more context and more historical basis for everything. And I think the Battle of Franklin, where I live here in Tennessee, has actually done a really good job of providing greater context going forward for what happened in 1864. Did you know that Pure Talk saves the average size family over $900 a year when they switch from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile? There's a whole lot of family members in this audience who are saving that kind of money this year just from making the switch. And they're doing it without sacrificing quality in their service. They're just being smart with their money. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just 30 bucks a month. And Pure Talk is so sure you're going to love their service, they're backing it up with a 100% money-back guarantee. So instead of paying a fortune to Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile every month, cut your bill in half with Pure Talk. You'll be supporting a company that is veteran-owned, and their customer service team is all based here in the U.S. Switch over right now. You keep your phone and your number. You're just getting better service at a better price. Dial pound 250 from your phone and say Clay and Buck to save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Dial that and then say Clay and Buck. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The Hershey Chocolate Company or Hershey Company of... Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right? Founded in the late 19th century. I don't think there's anybody listening to this right now who has not had a Hershey's bar. And if you're me, you've had probably far too many Hershey's bars over the course of your life because I like chocolate a whole lot. We talked about that the other day. They also make some other candies and food products. But Hershey's uh, was one of these companies that a town was built around the Hershey factory. It was uh, unincorporated territory. And so it really wasn't even just it's it's along Disney in those lines that it created its own little world. Um, and you know, look, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I, I 
I'm not going to say I'm a chocolate snob. Hershey's is okay. I'll eat it, you know, in a pinch. It's not my favorite chocolate, but it gets it. It gets it done. What's Hershey's your favorite ch- chocolate? Oh, man. I, that's, uh, if, if, you know, I actually think dollars in, dollars out and the ease of getting it, lint chocolate all in is just the best tasting chocolate you're going to get. And I know all about Valrona and Maison du Chocolat and all these other things. And we can talk about what's up? Jardelli. What do you think about Jardelli? Jardelli out of San Francisco. It's good. It's good. Not my favorite. It's It's solid. I mean, like, I'm not putting it down, but if you're, if you're like, if you're somebody who just wants, Chocolate that tastes like you think it should taste. I think that Lint gets it done for me. I've never asked you this, by the way. We're going to get into this ridiculous uh, wokeness from Hershey. If you're going into a movie theater and you can only get one snack, what would you get? I can tell you what my two go-tos were as a kid when I used to go to movies and get candy at movies. Snowcaps, Sour Patch Kids. Interesting combo. Yeah. What about you? Peanut M&M's. I still get peanut M&Ms when I go now, and a lot of times I also get, you know, popcorn. I've got all yeah. the kids, so, like, the amount of money it costs me to take the kids to go see, I mean, I, I sometimes am in disbelief when we go through the, the concession stand. I got all three kids. We went to go see that superhero movie, the Ant-Man movie recently, and I think I spent, like, $60, in, and, and I don't even know how it's possible with the, what this stuff costs. And, of course, when I was a teenager... I would just sneak everything in, right? Like you go to the gas station, buy whatever you want, put it in your pants, you know, sneak it in. But I so would go why are we talking M&Ms. about Hershey's? Other than the fact that we like chocolate and, and we're getting hungry, it's fun to talk about food on a Friday. Uh, because Hershey's, in in uh, preparation for its celebration of International Women's Day, which is on March eighth, which I don't even know that women had an international day. I feel like you know. Okay, fine. There's International Women's Day is a thing, apparently. They have rolled out a series of specific candy bars that are that have the face and the pronouns, I believe, of the of different women. And the uh, the pronouns on one of them is uh, her or rather the, the pronouns they put on are her she kind of play on announcing your pronouns and her she chocolate bars. But what is getting so much attention right now is that one of the women, Clay, is not a woman. Ah. Is a transgender woman, an activist named Faye Johnstone. And we can hear this is from the ad, the rollout of this her for she hashtag her for she campaign with LGBTQ advocate and former male, we're told. Faye Johnstone, play clip one. My name is Faye Johnstone. I'm the executive director of Wisdom to Action. We can create a world where everyone is able to live in public space as their honest and authentic selves. See the woman changing how we see the future at Hershey's Canada. So they're doing International Women's Day celebration at Hershey's Chocolate Company, which has been around for 140 years in America. And they're celebrating International Women's Day by putting a man who now claims to be a woman and uh, fa- you know, his face on the bar and the whole thing. This is this is where we are now with International Women's Day in corporate America. This is a battle that women are going to have to fight at some point, because it's not only that these men are pretending to be women. It's that they're immediately adopting the most exaggerated aspects of being a woman. And, I, Buck, I see some of this stuff, and 
our, our friend at Libs of TikTok will share some of it. And I look at it and I just think to myself, this is crazy. Men who decide to become women now claim that they have menstrual cramps. Have you seen this stuff? Yes. Like, it's crazy. I mean, we all know that there's this claim that men can get pregnant, right? I, I just, I don't know how we return to some form of normalcy. Because when I see this Hershey commercial, I think the only way that this ends is if women say, "This is we're not standing for this anymore. Well, I think the first step is we have to say no. We we just we have to actually now no more changing the pronouns around no more oh it's just about being polite it's not about being polite this is a political and cultural program of authoritarian madness that is affecting children now we just talked about you know Gavin Newsom's upset because Tennessee doesn't want minors to generally mutilate themselves or take puberty blockers. Wait, what are the long-term studies on the puberty blockers or the general mutilation? Anybody want to guess? There are none. Because we just started doing this like five minutes ago, basically, in this country, because it's become a fashionable ideology on the left. It is now fashionable for libs to do this to their children, which is why, you know what you never see? You never see two parents who are like, you know, traditional traditional uh you know old school americans who say yeah you know i i vote republican and i've got a trans child it's always you know the parents are announcing their pronouns there's always this you know oh wait hold on a second you mean to tell me that there's some influence here from the adults who want to tell us that this comes naturally from the children anyway you know, they're telling us now they're trans babies. You know this this is another thing that they say. I mean they're trying they, to They say the doctors the, get the sex of babies wrong that's right. when they're born. But but I think what you have to see here with the Hershey ad and everything, first of all, it's Hershey's, Disney, Hershey's. Think of the great American companies that come to mind. That's like, oh, we all love Disney. We all love Hershey's chocolate bars. You know, we all love Ford Motor Company, or maybe you don't. But you know what I mean? Like, these are the things that you think of. Iconic American brands. Thank you. Iconic American brands. And they're doing this kind of stuff. And And you have to understand, the reason that the activist left demands things and pushes things like a a male by the way even saying biological male why do we know it's a male a male a male as the representative of the hershey's candy bar for international women's day is that the claim is not this is a person who has a different gender identity so just be nice to this individual and give them the pronouns that they want and treat them with dignity and respect that's the and that was the pitch yes. so that nice people you me and everybody listening to this yeah we treat people with respect we want to be kind to everybody would go along with more and more of this stuff the actual claim clay and people need to understand this and and I know this is crazy it's meant to be crazy is that uh Faye Johnstone is a woman, yeah. a woman with period cramps who can get pregnant, who is indistinguishable from other women in our discourse and in our society. That is the most obvious of lies. Yes. And that's why this is this is we just can't keep doing this. Can't keep going along with this. And, and I think ultimately for everybody out there, it's going to take women standing up on this because where are the feminists? Buck, this is why this is the canary in the coal mine moment that I think it epitomizes things so perfectly. Sports. When you have bigger, stronger, faster men who decide to identify as women 
and then become women's sports champions, which is happening everywhere, your granddaughters, your daughters, over the next 10 years, are going to be at some point in time, based on how things are going, in their high school league, in their, uh, in their maybe even... In, in certainly in college, but I think almost every high school league in America is going to have to grapple with the question of what do we do about people who have decided that they are not the gender they were born and the not the gender that they went through puberty as. So you end up with the greatest women's athlete of all time being men. South Park was on this buck 15, 20 years ago making fun of it and how ridiculous it was. It's now our reality, and it's happening everywhere. And you out there, all these women are going to have to decide, wait a minute, I am woman, hear me roar, or are we just going to let dudes take over many of the traditional aspects of being a woman? I mean, the I, I want women in this audience already know this. The demand of the left right now, the demand of the apparatus of the Dem- remember the left and the Democrats is one and the same. These are synonyms, or they're they're you know, it's the same thing. Um, the demand is that if I were to decide tomorrow that I am actually a woman, and I grew out my hair, and I got prosthetic breasts, and and you know put like lip in, lip injections yep. into, and and I and I put on a dress within. Six months, maybe within six weeks, it would be appropriate for me to, assuming I was pushing the left-wing agenda across the board, go give lectures to women on womenhood. Yes. And I, and the expectation is that women would clap for me. That is what is happening in America today. How about six weeks after you become a woman, you could go to the White House dressed as a woman and interview Joe Biden? Because that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and go around telling everybody about how amazing it is to be a woman and what it's like to be a woman and uh, this is this is offensive. Yes, you know this is offensive to everybody. I mean, this, this is, is where my wife gets basic fired up. She's of, like, of reality. You're going to tell me what it is to be a woman six weeks after you decided that you were a woman when you haven't ever gone through any of the things that being a woman represents. And she gets fired up just talking about, hey, you never as a as a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old or older, walked through a parking garage afraid that you were going to get raped like every woman on the planet does, you have had no experiences that actually reflect what women go through on a day-to-day basis, and suddenly you're the paragon of femininity? You know, they see where this all goes in Canada. The teacher with size Z prosthetic (laughs) breasts. Yes. An adult male... Walking around with beach balls in a T-shirt, pretending to be a woman, and the Canadian school district and the Canadian state broadcaster and Justin Trudeau—that vile little—they all were like, "Yeah, this is fine. This is somebody so we living, don't need FCC restrictions." We start talking about Trudeau. And she is living her truth with giant beach balls as breasts and a wig and like a you know a five-dollar wig you'd get at a store. That's a woman now. Oh, you don't think that's a woman? Why why can't you get past that? Why are you so bigoted? Those those aren't beach balls. Those are her natural breasts. The whole thing was appalling. Appalling. So this is why no, no more. No more. Oh, it's just about being No, it is not just about being respectful and kind. We are respectful and kind. How about the other side be respectful and kind to reality? 
All right, my friends, in the time we've had today, thousands of Americans will have had their online identity stolen. None of them will know about it immediately. They'll eventually find out when their bank calls them about being overdrawn or their credit card gets refused during a meal out. In my case, by the way, I found out about identity theft when I was closing on a house. Yeah, that's not what you want to find out, that somebody has run up a big charge pretending to be you. Online identity theft is a silent crime that happens when a cyber thief gets enough of, enough of your information to pretend to be you. And right now during tax season, it's easier for them to do that than ever before. Your best bet is to have LifeLock identity theft protection for everything you're doing online. LifeLock service monitors the web 24-7 looking for evidence of wrongdoing. Their systems know where to look and what to look for. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. That service alone is worth a LifeLock membership. Trust me, I've used it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Go to LifeLock.com and use promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. That's LifeLock.com. Use promo code BUCK. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck. And get behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Closing up shop, Friday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. As always, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You never know what you might have missed during the course of the week. 15 hours of live radio, plus a lot of really cool podcast exclusives. Go sign up there. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton, and you will be well on your way to getting hooked up. Buck, uh, I I thought this was kind of funny. Um, I got sent this link. Media Matters has decided that you and I and everyone like us are the most awful human beings who've ever existed. But they have a big story up right now on Media Matters where it says, Clay Travis tells his audience to stop testing for COVID-19. Travis says testing for a virus that is still killing hundreds of Americans daily is patently absurd. Well, first of all, uh, yes, I do think that anyone who is still testing for COVID has lost their minds. If you are sitting around at home doing home COVID tests, I think that your brain is broken. And I think you need to get back to normalcy. And what I said as a part of this discussion, something I'd say on this radio show, have you ever gotten a flu test in your life, Buck? Uh, They made me once when I had the flu. Okay. I have never, to my knowledge, ever gotten a flu test. Like everybody listening to us out there, I have had the flu. I've gotten sick. It's an awful feeling. Gotten underneath the covers thrown up all the time like the flu is can i just say though the the finding out about flu or not made no i was staying home for the week period there was no difference because i was sick as hell it's time to get back to normalizing you're gonna get sick if you're sick stay home from work stay home from your normal activities if you feel as if you are well enough to work you should work it's been three years And the reason why I was talking about this was Savannah Guthrie at Today's Show. We talked about it on this program, Buck. Tested positive, felt fine, went into Today's Show. They're still testing for COVID, and they sent her home and said, you can't work today. There should be no testing for COVID anywhere at any business, in my opinion, still. And there also should be no home testing unless I don't even know what the benefit of it would be. If you feel sick, stay home. If you get so sick that you need super treatment, go to the hospital, which is the rule that we basically had for every illness for my entire life. Can we get back to that? I don't even understand how what I said is remotely controversial. Didn't you have uh, – by the way, I just we did get an email because I want to be clear. We, we got an email from a VIP, clayandbuck.com, please become a VIP, who said that she has a nose ring and blue hair and loves our show and listens every day. Yes. Which is fantastic. I just want to say, you know – all, all are all are welcome. Hairstyles. Yes. It's not like we're, we're fashion plates here. Um, but didn't you retweet a woman? I don't know if she had blue hair, but she had an N95 mask on. Yes, and she she was she looked like a crazy person. Yes, yes. Everybody out there who, in my opinion, is still wearing a mask is crazy. I think their brains are broken. They refuse to acknowledge that the mask has no impact. And these people walking around outside still wearing masks, I feel so bad for them, but I don't know how they return to normal American life. I think their brains are so broken, so overrun. Can with I offer an bug, idea? They're never going to be normal again. They should start listening to the Clay and Buck well, show every day and the podcast extras on the weekend. Subscribe to Clay and Buck podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.